Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that can be a friend of mine. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Budgets live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And I have officially been home for seven days straight for the first time since February. And Lord, it feels good. It feels good. This is the podcast for Monday, May the 8th. 2023 for all you low lifers out there you low life and son of a guns and if you're just tuning in for the first time ever and you're wondering what a low lifer is well now you're that you're that you have reduced yourself to the low life just by clicking just by clicking play just just by getting on youtube just by creeping around you are now an honored member of the low lifer community around here it's what the listeners of the show refer to themselves as, and we appreciate each and every one of them, new and old. All right. All right. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Life's treating you good, as good as it can. It's crazy out there sometimes, but uh, hope that uh, hope you're all doing, 
doing well this fine Monday. I know I am. A lot of good things going on. Life's life, Like I said, life's crazy. Y'all know that. It's always crazy in my world. I, I document it all the time on social media. That's why we call it the traveling circus around here. But there are also very good things going on. Very good things. And you got to take it back. You got to sit back and you got to breathe it in sometimes. And this past weekend, uh, my good buddy Cody Cannon with Whiskey Myers invited the Triple Threat and I to come up to Nashville to their Ascend Amphitheater show. And uh, what a cool night, man. We got to do that back in December down in Huntsville, but the vibe in Nashville is just always special. And and uh, we got to take Harper, the Triple Threat and I's daughter, and her boyfriend Keaton, who is a uh, – who's – you know, I haven't I, – I, I haven't shot him yet. You know, I, I cleaned my guns around him. I haven't had to. I, li- I like this kid. I like this kid. He's a he's a he's an outdoorsman. He's a good young man. So we took him to Turnpike. Excuse me, Turnpike. Listen to me. Whiskey Myers show there, and uh, there's Turnpike news this week too. Is why I'm rambling. But we took him to uh, to Whiskey Myers, and we got to uh, we got to stand there on on backstage and the side of the stage and watch Drayton Farley. Absolutely kill it, young man from Alabama that I've been following for a little bit now. And uh, and then of course the Whiskey Myers boys just rip it down so thanks to cody for that the toad thumper man himself it's just one of the most genuine human beings you will ever meet in your entire life and i am grateful to know him uh he's a he's a fine fella and the rest of the boys in the band are great too and uh we kind of did we split our time backstage and then we went out front we had some good seats and so we kind of went back and forth and enjoyed all that that was the crazy and nashville's taylor swift weekend she's playing uh, was playing the uh, the stadium there, the Nissan Stadium, where the Titans play three sold out nights. Holy buckets! And it was crazy down there, man. There was a lot of a lot of glitter, a lot of girls walking around wearing glitter on their on their faces, um, and every you know age, size, and shape wearing some crazy outfits. We saw it all in downtown Nashville as always, but a wild, wild night, but a good night with the crew up there, at Whiskey Myers and got to thank Cody. And, uh, and then as I tripped over my words there, Turnpike, this is, this is big. This is big time here. Uh, my good friend, Ryan Engelman and crew there with Turnpike Troubadours. And I know many of y'all are like, this is a bass fishing show, man. But so many of y'all love the same kind of music I love. So I'm going to talk about it because I can't. Turnpike, new album, August 25th, officially announced, officially announced, officially announced. They got a new tour. Go look at the dates. It's gonna be, I'm going to be a few of those shows because it's going to be fantastic. But they released their, uh, their new single, Mean Old Son. It's the first new music in six years, I believe. And uh, I will say this. I will say this without saying too much. It is fantastic. It's a fantastic album. If you're a Turnpike fan, you're going to love it. Mean Old Son's a killer single. It's out. Album's called Cat in the Rain. And it's uh, it's really damn good. And it's good to have those boys back. The world needs them in that space, in country music, Americana, whatever you want to call it. And uh, they've been through a lot. And we're going to get Ryan on. He doesn't even know this. We're going to get him on closer to the album release again, just because, you know, obviously he was on the show. He and I met through bass fishing. And, uh, and and he kind of attributes it to saving his life. He he loves it. He loves it as much as anybody I've ever been around. He and I took a trip recently down to Florida. Talked about it on here, but uh, he loves it. And 
it's really cool to see to know where they've been. You know, I was a fan of theirs for many years before getting to know Ryan and and some of the other guys in the group. And and uh, to, they've been through hell and back, man. And to see them back, and uh, it's a really good story. So if you like good music, go listen to the new Turnpike single, Mean Old Son. They don't need my help. They don't need my my bull crap on low budget live but we throw it out there anyways because we love them they good fellas they good fellas all right let's thank some other good folks right here the sponsors of the show real quick real quick like they bring you this each and every week all this craziness and make all this possible like i would never have have had the chance to meet fine folks like ryan or cody had it not been for the podcast you know maybe in some kind of weird world we'd ran into each other but uh and they've become good friends of mine and they they're good people to know and and talk to and and uh like-minded individuals and that's always good to find in this world i know y'all would agree star trot kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater in your chainsaw most recently for me in a pressure washer says it right there on the on i just bought a new pressure washer i talked about last week Right there on the damn motor, big old sticker that says, do not, do not put no ethanol in this thing. Do not. Absolutely do not. So start trying immediately in there as soon as I gassed her up for the first time. It burns gas so quick, I don't know how gas is going to mess anything up, to be honest. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Startron will take care of it in your outboard, in your chainsaw, weed eater, lawnmower. Anything, you're side-by-side, turkey season's in and you're storing it, put you some Startron in there to make sure next time you go to crank it that it's not uh, all gummed up. Startron bringing you low-budget live for many moons now and kicking ethanol in the teeth right there. Pro-Guide batteries. Listen to that microphone cable being a punk. Pro-Guide batteries. Got them new lithiums. In that X21, they're running great. You can check them out, proguidebatteries.com. Use code LBL10 right there. Fantastic batteries. They've got new lithium cranking batteries. You can still go old school with that AGM, that 31 series. It's a beast. You can run them for your trolling motor batteries. They're just a little heavier than the lithiums, but I promise you I've stood on them too, and they are rock solid. Proguidebatteries.com. We appreciate the folks from ProGuide being a part of Low Vision Live. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. We got that code Duncan-10. I see y'all using it out there like crazy. You're buying them LOB jigs available in seven colors, the new peanut butter and jelly LOB. I caught some on the old LOB this week. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. I got to fish got to fish a little bit, and uh, we stuck some on the old lob this week. But – also caught some on a, uh, and I got a video coming on this, but uh, caught some on the new, some of those new mag draft colors, and they've got those in stock at baitworks.com, bait-works. Use code Duncan-10. Get on there, check it all out. Let them know you a lowlifer. We appreciate the folks from Baitworks. They're good damn people right there. I I can hang my hat on that relationship. They, they good folks. Good, good folks. Some more good folks right here. Last but not least, hang that freaking banner, baby. <laughs> Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas, the original all-welded high-performance aluminum bass boat, 250 Yamaha show on the back of that beast, sea deck bow to stern, tackle stories like crazy. I say it every week, but the best hole shot in the game, it is mind-blowing. I don't care how much crap you got in your boat. Zip, zip, 
There you go. Right out of there. Great in shallow water, 96-inch beams, great in the wind. Stable, stable, stable fishing platform. Express boats, they're like family. Trust me, if you ever get involved with them in any way, go to a dealer, check them out. You will love the product line. They've got you covered, really, any size boat you could be looking for. If you're looking for a bay boat, they have those as well. The number one bay boat in the United States, I might add, in that 20, 21-foot range, 21. Go check them out. Express Post, building excitement since 1966. All right, we got the we got all that out of the way. Yeah, man, I'm still floating around from that old Whiskey Meyer show. Baby, I'm a frog man. I was backstage when they when they uh standing side saddle there, side stage, whenever they came out, man, you feel that crowd, sun <sighs> in your face. God dang. Injected in my freaking veins, dude. It like just that place just Roof roof would have been blown off had it not been an amphitheater, right? <laughs> Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Holy crap, bass fishing. All right. So, if you haven't seen this, and I just got to talk about this, because I have very unpopular opinions about this lake, and I think a lot of professionals slash former professionals, semi-professional anglers probably have this opinion too. Lake Okeechobee, if you did not see what happened at the Roland Martin Team Series on Lake Okeechobee, single-day event, in my opinion, right up there with maybe the greatest bass tournament that's ever happened. Okay, you hear me? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Hit the wrong button, but still. Greatest bass tournament weight-wise ever, maybe. Okay. Maybe, I mean, other than like some of the Falcon stuff back in the day that they had. This was just stupid, dude. And and this like gets hammered. I'm talking about hammered on a daily basis. 365. Okay. It, It never gets a break. In the Roland Martin team trail, there were 20... 22-0 bags over 30 pounds. I'm just going to, in case you missed that, 20 bags over 30 pounds. It took 37 pounds to win. I saw Scott Martin and Hillary. They fished it. They had like 29 pounds, and nobody even looked at them. They just threw them back like they caught seven pounds. I saw several guys I know from down that in those parts posting, oh, I caught 27, we caught 28, and it just didn't even give us an attaboy. Smashed, dude. And I don't know what happened. Like, I, I want to get – like, I, I do – I wish this week that I could have had Scott to ask, like, what's going on, and maybe, maybe next week. And I'm just seeing this as I recorded. I just saw this this morning. And uh, I don't know because it, it's – you know, they had the Josh Weaver one, the the uh the MLFLW invitational down there. Weights were good. They called them, right? They called them nothing like this, but they called them. Then you had the Bassmaster there, you got Tyler Rivette wins it in the river, and they called them. Okay. No 30 pound bags. They called them. And historically, for me, Okeechobee 
does not live up to the hype. Let me say this. It is one of my favorite places to go bass fishing. It is one of the coolest places to go bass fishing. When I was a kid, I thought there were 10 pounders every other cast in Lake Okeechobee. It does not live up to the hype a lot of the time. It's a very specific deal. It's a very timing-oriented deal. You can smash them there. You can have the best day of fishing you'll ever have in your life at Lake Okeechobee. But it's very susceptible to weather because it's such a big lake. There's a lot of things that go in. So for me to see these weights, buddy, I mean, people were all but calling this place dead after a couple of the hurricanes and different things. They have issues with, the, you know, they've had a lot of high water. Insane what a lake can do. Of course, we got this full moon. Right now, there's a lot of things going on, but I, I've got to talk to somebody from down there before next week's show because it's just unprecedented, man. And I started seeing this a couple weeks ago. Some of the weights were crazy. You know, 28s pluses, which is a great, I mean, dude, that's stupid bags of fish, right? Like, I think we discount, like when I was growing up, 20 pounds was like a really big deal. And it still is. Like, that's a great stringer of fish. And at some point, we're just kind of like, don't bat an eye at it because we've seen so many 25, 26, 28s, 30s. But those are just anomalies, man. Like, that doesn't happen more than it does. And for 30 bags over or 20 bags, excuse me, over 30 to get caught, 37 pounds went. But dude, the number, if you go look, go look at the standings. It's it's stupid. Go look at Scott Martin's post. A lot of Garrett Rockamore. Go look at some of these guys. Incredible what went down on the big O this weekend, this past weekend. And uh just holy crap. Holy crap. I'll try to get the scoop on 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 that, but um mind blowing, man. Because like I said, overrated at times. A lot of those lakes are, though. A lot of the famed Rayburns, Santee Coopers, they can be overrated because they're a daunting task to break them down. If you hit the timing of them right, they are not fun at times. And and they get an immense amount of fishing pressure because they are heralded famous lakes, okay? So that's like an unpopular opinion probably, but they can be really tough, really tough. But uh, holy crap, I just all I can say about that. That's really redundant of me. But like it's it's I, I've looked at the standing so many times now, my eyes are crossed. I almost hooked up the express and just started driving, started driving south. Speaking of Florida, speaking of Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Cox Watch in full effect. I was talking to my little buddy John, my little John boy. Last week, we were texting back and forth. He had sent me a, uh, a video. Keith Carson doesn't have a hydraulic jack plate. Shame on Keith. As shallow as he fishes all the time. And John, on their off day, was texting me, do you think you could help Keith maybe get a TH Marine Atlas because he's riding around with a damn manual? This is a joke. He's afraid to bother you about it. Blah, 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 blah. Two of my favorite people ever. Two of my favorite people ever. And I'm like, dude, you going to go hammer them? No. Nah. I actually post a text thread on, on Instagram. He's like, no, nah, I got some two-and-a-half-pounders found. If I catch them, I'll have to catch them tomorrow. <laughs> Find them tomorrow. Well, guess what? He cock-swatched his way into a W, a big win, 80 grand there, and an automatic invite into uh, Redcrest. So... Sorry about your luck, Bass Pro Tour guys. <laughs> you just can't get rid of him. He's like, he's like, 
He's like an STD man. <laughs> Cox. Get it? Oh, my God. He just, uh, he's amazing. But so is Keith Carson. They finished first and second, dude. That's so cool to me. Former team tournament partners. They think alike. They talk alike. They fish alike. And John told me, he's like, yeah, I kind of felt bad for Keith, man. What? Like we were texting last night. John just fished the opposite side of the lake from Keith so they wouldn't cross up. He told me in practice that Keith found hundreds on the bed, and he showed it. Keith didn't even weigh a limit the first day, though. He had some bad luck and ends up finishing freaking second. They go one and two, two best friends anybody could ever have. Amazing. And all I can say is, I don't care who you got on your side. If those two start sliding up the standings on you, I don't care – Godspeed, Godspeed. I don't, I don't care who you got in your back pocket. Your mama can't save you. Nobody can. And, and they'll just giggle. They'll just giggle and, and cut up and be like, oh, man. Shrug their shawl, man. We're, not, we're just having fun, throwing our wacky worm around, our, our max scent general. Oh, there's another five-pounder. And just beat the brakes off of you. <laughs> Unapologetically so. With a smile. They are a dangerous, dangerous duo in the sport of bass fishing. And I, I think it's uh, one of the stories of the year. They finished one or t- one and two for damn sure. Try to uh, – try. they're traveling today. And, uh, and so we're going to – we've got a guest right now we're going to move on to. Text him right now. No Zoom call again this week. No video call. Zoom – before I go further – I like the Zoom calls. I like the interaction. I hate the audio quality. And I know some of y'all probably would, would you know, uh, echo that. But it just pisses me off, to be honest. So we're going to get uh, the sauce from this gentleman right here. The sauce presented to you by The W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce. Makers of the all-new breakfast sauce, which is wrecking my life to be honest i talk about it all the time on here but it's so good it's so good i'm an egg guy every freaking morning and uh ooh, you just yeah you just get that right there on your eggs boy mm, mm. it's not hot it's got a little kick it's not hot it's like a sweet pepper i'm probably doing it uh a, a disservice by how i'm describing it breakfast sauce is a perfectly balanced balanced blend of fresh floor fresh I can't talk today. Fresh flavors from Florida grown mild datil peppers, I think is what they're called. Tomato, cucumbers, and spices. Sure to make breakfast zinc. It does. Breakfast sauce. But this on chicken. I grilled some chicken this week. Just put it in a damn Ziploc bag. Pour pour a whole bottle in there. Let it soak. Let it marinate. The W sauce. All right. We are going to get... This man on the phone right now. Get the sauce from him. He has won $528,000 in a very short career. Very short career on the Bassmaster Elite Series. He's been at it for four years. This dude is sneaky consistent. Listen to what I tell you. Sneaky Consistent. We're going to get into that with him. Only 55 events fished 
50 times in the money per Bassmaster. Sneaky. Four years as a pro, four Bassmaster Classics. Listen to what I'm telling you. And now, a recent winner at Santee Cooper got him a blue trophy. We're going to get him on the phone right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Okie, Luke Palmer. Hello. Luke Palmer, what's up, dude? Not much. We know, Luke. Man, just uh, just doing this podcast life, buddy. Just not not doing near as much as you, hauling around blue trophies and just living the dream out there, bud. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I've, it's been a <laughs> it's been a very interesting week. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, dude. I, so, and and I apologize for for reading these stats off because it puts people on the spot. But you know, I see your name, and you and I don't know each other well. I, I'll say that we we've met mm-hmm. a few times. I think you're you're a fantastic guy. We've got a lot of mutual friends in the world, and. Uh, always hear great things about Luke Palmer, but we've never had a chance to just sit down and hang out very often. Uh, but, dude, you are sneaky. What I, what I say in, in my intro is you are, when you go through your stat line, you are so sneaky consistent because I just feel like, oh, man, well, I'm because you're one of my favorite followers on Instagram, too. Let me get that out of the way. You are because you're just real as rain. You're like, hey, hell, I'm out here dealing these damn cows today. Well, I'm out here doing that. I'm do- I love it, man. I love it. You got a lot going on, right? But you are so sneaky, quiet, consistent. Okay, let let me read this to you. And you've probably done every podcast in the world this week. I don't know, but they, maybe they all read the stat line. But this blows my mind. Fifty-five events. This is what Bassmaster has listed for Luke Palmer. Fifty-five events, fifty times in the money. In fifty-five events, you've only been fishing for four years, officially. Yeah. Nine top 10s, 16 top 20s, 26 top 30s, four Bassmaster Classics, and now an Elite Series champion. Buddy, I think it's fair to say you're not really going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> I, I think you're sure. I hope I don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know how things in life can change, but as far as it's going right now, I'm not going to. I don't plan on it. I hope to fish for at least another two more years. Another two. <laughs> yeah, shoot. I'm, they're gonna. They'll have to. They'll have to force me out of this place. As long as they can. As long as I can keep staying and qualifying and making four dollars a year, they're gonna have a hard time getting rid of me. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. You opened the door for that because I love that aspect. You know me on this show. I, I tend to. I tend to pull back the curtain a little bit. Let's talk about that. So out of all that, we read your stat line. I mean, everybody thinks you're an elite series champion. You're just rolling around living high on the hall, right? Bass fishing's the oh, easy yeah. way to be a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't trade this life for anything in the world. I mean, I, I love, I love getting to fish stupid good places. Yes. You know, they, I mean, they put us there in the prime real estate when it's, when it's firing and, and we get to, we get to reap the benefits of it. Uh, but you, you miss a lot of stuff, yes. you know, and I mean, you do, I mean, you know, as well as I do is it's the, you know, there's, there's, there's a few guys that are just flat out killing it money wise. Yeah. Know? And, uh, if it wasn't for sponsors, you know, there's no way in heck you could make it off a of tournament winnings alone. That's right. You know, unless you won one every single year. But so if, even if you won one every year, there's only 10 guys that are going to win a tournament a year. And, you know, so it would. It, it's tough to win it off tournament winnings for dang sure and keep going. But, uh, 
they definitely help the cause out. Yes, they do. And they, <laughs> when you do put one, you get just cashing a check helps the cause out. No doubt about it, man. And I, I think that it's, uh, it has to be said, and I say it on here probably too much. There's probably kids that are just throwing their damn rods and reels in the lake if they listen to this show, and they're like, it's not, "I'm never going to be able to do this." But there's a reality to it, man, and it is a it is a grind. You miss you miss a lot going, and especially, are you a do you pre fish a lot? Is that something you get to do? You know, I, I kind of i've I've been very I've been very fortunate this year. I've been, I was able to go and look at a few lakes. Rod, um, I actually done it all right for Thanksgiving. Hmm. That way, I could hit. Uh, Knoxville, um, I came down to lay, went to Seminole, kind of made a little circle drive there in a, in a, a seven day period. Um, so I didn't miss too much work. Well, and, and it was, I didn't really, I mean, looking at that time of the year, all you're doing is really driving around the lake and just finding a boat ramp to put in at for me, which can help. I mean, I, I've talked about that on here with a lot of guys over the years is, just knowing your way around a little bit, like the town you're going to be in, it does help when you roll in for practice, I think. You know, I think there's an advantage to that for folks that haven't haven't seen it yet. You might find a tackle store. You might find a, you know, oh, well, I better not take that, you know, use that ramp. I might get my damn windows <laughs> yeah. knocked out. You know better what I mean? not stay at that motel. Yeah, that's better right. Not. That's right. Yeah. You, you can live and oh, learn yeah. and keep from setting yourself up for a, for a bad week uh, for sure. But, well, let's talk about Santee, man. I, I – I just uh, – I don't do a lot of nuts and bolts stuff on here. I watched a lot of the live coverage, and I got to say, dude, I was pulling – I was pulling for you. Uh, the emotion when you caught – it might have been your third one that day that was a, a big – your emotion, like, it got me. Like, it, it was – you can tell and – and it means so much to all the guys, and I understand, but you can always tell when it means just a little bit more because you were close last year at Santee. When you got that one in the boat, you got it in your hand, the emotion that came out of you was just – it was awesome. Like, it was such a great bass fishing moment. And, uh, you know, so I was so glad to see you seal the deal. But what is it about Santee and Luke Palmer that jail? You know, I think it – it's weird to say it reverts back to Oklahoma because it's nothing like Oklahoma. Mm. You know, I mean, besides you're fishing shallow water and wood. Yeah. You know, when we fish at that fall, I I had a bad day three. I should have made the top 10. I couldn't have won it, but <laughs> I should have made a top 10 that fall. I, I, I think I weighed in like three fish on the final day. And if I would weighed in just the, I lost seven or eight. If I would have just caught Jeez. one of those, I'd have made the top 10. Um, but it was just one of those deals where, uh, I put my trolling motor down in that fall and I never picked it up. Huh. I mean, for literally, I, I'll tell you, I went to the stump hole. I mean, that's really the only place you can just put your trolling motor down and never pick it up. And, uh, I stayed up there for three days and, and that's, and I, and I like that up there because you can just go fishing, Yeah, you know, and you, you learn where they're at. Um, but this, this last year, it changed her from this year to the prior year. It, the eelgrass has just exploded. And that really, in turn, kind of hurt me. Interesting. I mean, I, I mean, that sounds sounds weird. How could it hurt him when he almost caught a hundred pounds yeah, yeah. in four days? But still, you know, throw, throw you yeah. off a little bit. But Game a lot of the, a lot of the trees that I had caught them off of that year before had eelgrass completely covered them. Oh wow! You know, there was no there's no void, no spot for the fish to even get on those trees and spawn. Um, so that was, it kind of took away from there. But you know, it's I, I just put my head down and fish there. In Oklahoma, if you catch, if you get seven, eight, nine bites a day, you're doing pretty good normally. I mean, that's just, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. You can go catch 40, 50 fish a day. In a pond, probably in a pond fish, or somewhere out there. You know, <laughs> five to seven fish a day is good. Yeah. Well, uh, Oklahoma, man, there's something about y'all. Um, I got so many buddies from out in that part of the world, but y'all do have some grinder lakes. It, it is, it is uh, feast or famine, right? I mean, even fabled lakes like Grand or Eufaula, when they're, I mean, if they're stingy, they're stingy. Oh, and you know, and, and it goes back to that 12, 13, 14 pounds a day will keep you in contention normally. Yes. You know, Grand, obviously, you know, those bigger team tournaments up there, it takes some more weight than that normally. But it's a, it's, it's not a, like you say, you don't go up there and just like, I'm going to go catch 22 pounds a day or 25. It's not like that. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's very rare to, for a guy to do that. Um, and, and I think that's what Santee, I, I was talking with my, the guy that helps me, does my camera and stuff for me. I was like, man, I said, I'm really not a guy that catches big fish. I mean, it looks like, oh, well, hell, you got it figured out how to catch big ones. But Santee's just got a better qual or better size per f- average of fish, it seems yeah, like, than yeah. most places we go. You know, when you crack the whip there, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a two and a half to seven eight pounder you never know, you know? yeah no i mean it's it's a it's it's a neat place it can be frustrating i mean in practice five to seven bites a day <laughs> hmm. that's not really what you want your practice to look like no you know it, it, i mean and, and i i actually talked about santee before i got you on here because I, I saw what they did and i'm sure you've seen it now everybody has about what happened at okeechobee yesterday with 20 bags over 30 37 pounds if you had 25 pounds they're just like hey uh yeah just put your boat on the trailer we don't even want to talk to you like it didn't even matter you know it was insane but there were 20 bags over 30 37 but i i said that okeechobee to me at times feels overrated because it can be hard it is a hard fishery santee is that way right like luke palmer wins 100 grand a blue trophy catches almost 100 pounds but don't let that mislead you it ain't easy. <laughs> it, ain't, no. it ain't a vacation I mean, destination necessarily. You're not going to go catch 50 a day. No, and you go look at it. I was the only guy that caught 20 keepers in four days. Yes, that's right. That's right. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I'm just, that's just, I've been told that. I didn't pay attention yeah, to no, it. Yeah, you're, you're dead on. I, that's, that, that's really unheard of in the elites. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it is. Normally the top 10. You know, the top 30. All I was going to say 30. Yeah, you know, it'll be no doubt yeah. everywhere we go. And for us to be at the Capitol, you know, not the Capitol, but that type <laughs> one of place of, yeah. and to have one guy that does it, that's, that's unheard of. Well, he, even Mark Menendez who, who gave it a run there on the last day. I mean, I think he had a three fish for nine pound day in there. It was a, it was a hodgepodge yeah. guys, you know, just really kind of cobbling it together for damn sure yeah. over four days yeah. and, and what's because weird, it, it changed from practice to the tournament it changed did, uh, i mean it was cool during the tournament i mean during practice yeah like you know i packed shorts and everything else to go out there and heck i was wearing long sleeve shirts and pants and all kinds of stuff and it was still not just overly warm <laughs> you know so, because you know last year we went there i think it was 22 degrees on one of the mornings of practice something mm. dumb like that you know yeah so I'm like, Typical. why can't we just find someplace warm to fish for once? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you're going to get it this week at Lay, it's looking like. You might get a little rain, yeah. but uh, I live a couple hours north of there, and we're finally, 
making a turn it looks like i mean it's 80 degrees here as we record this today here at my house so i, I think that it's uh hopefully starting to because it's well you're a you're you're a, a man that's outside a lot and all your uh all your vocations that you're into but you know, what what do we call it? It's blackberry winter, and then it's like, oh, well, then we got this winter and that winter and and uh, peach cobbler winter, and like there's all, but we've been having them all in Tennessee lately. I mean, it'll be 39 one morning and freaking 70 in the afternoon. I mean, you just can't keep up with it right now. No, and you know, it was like we had a we had a decent spring. It was like, okay, yes. hey, we're about to bust over the edge, and things about to get going. And all of a sudden, wham! Like you got a thirty degree morning, and the fish were shad spawning, and we're about done spawning. And all of a sudden, now we got another wave of spawners coming up. Yes. shad's backed off. Yes, you know. But like you said, it's I'm I'm here at Lay Lake, and I'm here. I'm staying at Clint Davis's house this week, and hell, we're out there working in the boat barn, sweating to death. Yep. So, I think it's like you said. I think the turnarounds here. So uh, I know it's going to be hot at Sabine Ugh, when we go down there. God bless you. I, that, there is no <laughs> doubt in my mind that it's not going to be below 85 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, first week of June? Y'all got a couple weeks for that one? Yeah, Memorial, yeah, Memorial Day weekend, I think. Somewhere uh, right in there. The what, a, what a great so, place to spend Memorial Day weekend, Luke. <laughs> uh, yeah, Orange. we'll be driving. Yeah, I pick up my, my camera guy. He comes from, he's from Wisconsin. Aaron is. And uh, he flies into dallas on saturday i said well sun sunday will be a fun day for us to hang out and eat some crawfish but after that it's going to be you know back to work but memorial day will be not so much memorial day it'll be on the water which is what i'd be doing anyway that's right if i was home but this is going you know we'll be there (laughs) no doubt about it we'll be fishing well you're staying you're staying with a guy that's got a lot of lay lake history obviously is uh this is just a sidebar question i didn't realize you were staying with mr mega himself clint davis this Mm -hmm. week but uh is he feeling the pressure this week at all at home i I don't think so i mean i think he's 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 just like man i've been here so much he said i really probably shouldn't even practice you know he said then because then you can get kind of spun out instead of just going and fishing um he's gonna do well i mean clint he just laid back old clint oh yeah he's he's been he cooked his three whole chickens last night he's got brisket going tonight he's he's same old clint he's he's gonna do well this week i've i've been out there trying to go through the shop before he got back from running his boat this morning see if i can find any goodies but i think he might have put them all on the boat already yeah yeah going through the pegboard just making sure it ain't oh what's that yeah that looks like an alabama this should be a fun i mean i haven't ever fished here before um i think there's a little derby last weekend took like 21 almost 22 to win yeah so they're, they're still catching them. Hell, it's it's full of fish, I guess. I mean, everybody talks about how many fish you'll catch. Uh, so, and it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be a, a very shallow water deal, which is not something that I, I shy away from very often. <laughs> I was going to say, you won't have any problem with that with your Oklahoma background, will you? You, you will be fine no. with that. No, I definitely uh, I get to put the old mobster swim jig in my hand. I imagine if there's water wheel, I'm going to like that. Yeah, well, there's plenty of it. Uh, that whole river <laughs> is full of it. I think you could walk across it from one end, from like wherever it starts at Weiss Lake. You could walk on Waterwheel all the way down to damn the Alabama River where it dumps in down there. It's uh, Coosa River is a special place. I was glad to see uh, when the schedule was announced. I talked about it on the show. I was so glad to see Lay back on there, and I think we got MLF. I think they're going there maybe for Redcrest or something next year, too, in the spring. It's just a special area, man, that's bass fishing. You know, they had classics there between there and Logan Martin, so many big events in the history. But they've kind of 
shied away from it in recent years. So I'm glad to see it back on a, on an elite schedule. Y'all are gonna, it's gonna be a fun one to watch this week for damn sure. And the lakes have been fishing pretty good down. Like, they weren't they kind of they kind of backed off there for a few years. Yeah, like the weights. And I think they're starting to come back pretty good. They are, unless I, I'm unless I'm off on it. No, they they are, and I think I think every one of our lakes down here, and really in the whole damn country, we saw that COVID hangover, right, where people were just they were getting so much freaking pressure. And and you know, I mean, uh, them Oklahoma boys fish, but now you get in that central Alabama, now them, it's like I say about North Alabama, Southern Tennessee, where I'm at. When you buy a house, when you sign at the bank on a mortgage they hand you the keys to your new bass boat too because every damn house has got a bass boat in the yard, in the carport, in the garage down here in these parts, dude. They fish, and they fish 365 oh, days a year. They fish. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I've come down, you know, and fish and be like, I've called my dad and been like, yeah, we think we have pressure on our legs when there's like four boats at the boat ramp, you know, and it's like, gosh, damn, it's packed. You can't even get in, you know. I was like, there's every ramp has got 20 30 boats yes. at it, it seems like even a little hideaway ramp yes got boats at them you know and it and it, it i mean i was like i don't know if anybody works down here no. i think they all fish i don't i, I don't i mean i think <laughs> i've never seen anything like it listen i slid out to we got a little state uh, tennessee wildlife resource agency lake by me it's about 15 minutes up the road and it's it's a it's a good place it's kind of where i learned to bass fish growing up with my dad but uh, if I get a couple hours, it's where I slide out to for sure. And I had a couple hours Thursday afternoon. Weather was right. Wind had finally quit blowing 970 miles an hour for the first time in about six days. I'm like, man, I'm going to slide out there. Little bitty ramp, dude. Like, it's hard to describe how small. And the lake's pretty good size. Like, you can – it's not an idle-only lake or what. Like, you can run 70 miles an hour from one end of it to the other. But I uh, forget the overall acreage. Anyways, 18 bass boats, buddy, on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. 18 i came over the hill and i'm like what the hell are we doing i just put it in for about an hour i'm like you know what like there wasn't even i mean you you were throwing at somebody's freaking calling i'm like i I can't i can't do this uh but they don't work i don't and i'm one to talk because i slid out there for for a little bit but i'm like what in the world is going on but but i think that we are starting to see the turn i mean i know neely henry right down from there is starting to turn around and i worked uh, uh an alabama bass trail did some of their live coverage on on lay back in March and and uh, just the overall doing the coverage all over the lake, the number of of fish catches you saw, you know, while we're out there commentating it, like it was impressive. Like they catch them, like that you get a lot of bites. So y'all will have a fun week, man. And for me, the coosa is always cool to see if all spots will win or if it'll be a mixed deal or because them big spots play down there, you know, damn down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know it's that that'll be interesting. You know we. If you're fishing around spots back home, you're um, you're in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they, they it's just not good because you know they get two pounds down here. You got four and five pounds. That's right. So uh, it'll it'll be fun. I'm, I I I did come down here and pre-practice, and I fished maybe one day. I fished three or four hours and caught some of them two and a half three pound spots. I was like, hey, they're stout. Yes. They don't play. Yeah. I mean, so that'll be fun. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously. I'm, I kind of wish we'd just go ahead and stop the season right now, go ahead and qualify for the classic and be done with the year. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this week I, I haven't picked up a rod. Well, I stopped by Murray, stayed with some buddies for a couple of days. Um, and we went to Murray one morning. Of course it was a day it was like 40 degrees. Yeah. So the herring deal kind of backed off and we, we messed around, ended up golfing that afternoon, but uh, it was, I hadn't picked up a rod since Sunday. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to get back after it and, 
go back to work. Well, no, no rest for the wicked. Y'all turned right, right back around and then got just a little bit of a gap and then Sabine River. Um, so I, I got to ask you this, man. I, I think this is, uh, to me, I think there's a big misconception that guys just, oh, man, they're just fishing every day and they do they do this and they're just Bassmaster Elite Series pros. But you've got so much going on, man. I see you out. I see you on the farm. I know you, you're – working with or, or running the your family's hardware store right oh yeah you talk a little yeah, bit about this that? is the first year everything was normally as soon as i'm done with the tournament it's like as fast as i can get that truck and boat back to home to go to work um and this year i think i've been home since i left like february first second third whatever it was and i won't be home for another 10 days or so from now I've only been home for like 10 or 12 days. Oh, wow. So that's, it's like, it's almost been really awkward for me. Wow. Um, just because everything has been so compact this year. Um, and then I'm fishing the central opens because they're coming to Oklahoma to mm-hmm. fish you fall. And I couldn't mm-hmm. miss that opportunity. Um, so like I said, normally like I'm back to work and, uh, yeah, it's my family's hardware store. We've had it forever. Uh, and then I'm helping dad with his cows and his ranch and, still mowing a little bit of grass which i ain't mowed any grass this year so uh i'm it's it's been very awkward for me this year um because like i said I, I like to be back home i you know i love being around my family you know heck we work together and i live just a few miles from them so i see them fairly regularly and uh so it'll be it'll be good to get back home i miss my niece's first two or three t-ball games so hopefully i'll get back and catch one or two of them before we leave out again but uh you definitely you miss some stuff no, you know and that's no doubt. uh you know you know what it is it's it it takes time away from which i don't have any kids or anything like that but i could see where it'd be tough especially having kids or something i mean i feel bad missing my niece's ball games and her birthday and stuff so i can imagine what it'd be like if i had kids and doing it it's it does not get any easier i've got you know buddies of mine now that are starting to i've been i've had kids for longer than they have and it's funny watching them as their kids are because we've kind of lived the same lives, you know, traveling a lot. And it's like the second that those kids start talking a little bit and they're like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> this just changed. Yeah. This just changed. Pump the brakes a little bit. It's amazing what it'll do very fast too. And it goes by so dang quick too, man. That's the cliche thing that everybody says, but I had a, I had a freaking Instagram memory pop up on my story yesterday from 2018, which, you know, five freaking years ago, doesn't seem like that long ago and my boys they were they were messing around in the boat and in this video and i shared it yesterday and dude they just don't even look like the same kids and now my oldest is fixed to start driving he's 16 and he's got a freaking mustache and he's bigger than i am and he's, i'm like what the heck? and he's this little bitty turd in the passenger seat of my boat in this video and i'm like my goodness it just goes by in the in the blink of a freaking eye so i fully understand that um well I, so life's kind of like these tournament days it goes by real fast <laughs> and hurt it, it dang sure does man it's uh <laughs> it does a practice day but when you're out there daylight I'm, to dark seems like i'm they, not gonna complain about it too much because there's i've had several people they're like there's several people would like to be sitting in your position right no now i'm not gonna it. take any of it for granted you know i love this i love doing it um you know, I've got to catch smallmouth. I mean, we have big smallmouth back home, but we don't catch 40 of them a day, yeah. you know. And uh, so it's I've been super blessed to get to go up and do that, you know, the northern yeah, swing, man. fish, Champlain, New, you know, 
all that stuff up there it, it's a it's definitely a lifelong dream and goal just to get to fish those lakes not only just get to try to make some money off of them yeah man yeah it's it's a uh it's a blessing and a curse the travel part of it but to get to do mm-hmm. what you guys get to do and and what i've got to do in the past and it's you are there are a lot of people who are trading and i think anybody listening they know you're not complaining it's just the realities of of your business it can be uh it can be difficult at times, but, uh, so I, I got, I got one, one more thing here and, uh, and it seems to be, and, and you can try to think how to phrase this just because this is something I talked about last week, you know, looking at the top of the AOI standings right now, there's a lot of younger guys up there and you're, you're what? 32, 33. Yeah. Yeah. 32. Yeah. 32. So I consider you a younger guy. I'm 39. I'm still mm-hmm. young, you know, damn it. I don't care what anybody thinks about that. I'm still hanging on to my youth. Okay. I still act like I'm 13. So, so it's all that matters. Uh, yeah. But there seems to be to me, and I, and I think you get this in every sport and you can, whether all the talking heads, you can overanalyze this, but there seems to me to be this huge. And I think it goes, whether it's bass or MLF, a changing of the guard. And what I mean by that, and it's good to see, it's refreshing to see mm-hmm. is that the new, newer talent, you're four years into your career with the elites, but the newer talent is starting to really establish themselves as the guys that we're going to be talking about all the time. And that's the Brandon Cobbs and Shane LaHues, Kyle Welchers. Um, I'm going to leave somebody out and they're going to get mad and that's fine. Uh, yeah. But but the Luke Pollers no, of the world, man, is. and we're seeing um, that shift. Why you know, is I, that? Do you think is it just time? Is that what happens? You know, you know, I I think it it is just things finally they change. I mean, uh, you know, you get guys that retire and go on, you know, or do whatever. Just like when Jeter when Jeter retired from the Yankees, it's like, well, that's over with. Like, yeah. who wants to watch the Yankees? You know, I mean, I always yeah. liked watching Jeter. I mean, that was one of my favorite baseball players. And it was kind of like, well, what are we going to do? Well, then you got another guy that steps up, and you know, it's just it's just how time works, you know. And it sometimes it sucks, and you know, but it's you know, it's just time, you know. And I think, you know, I'm I'm just going to put my name in with whatever these, you know, we're starting to get to the point in our careers now. Once you get past that third or fourth year, it seems like you start understanding what you're doing. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm here to fish. You know, up to this point, I'm still, I mean, I, I was, I'm here to fish, but it was like this last year when everything kind of, kind of worked out and sponsors and stuff like that, getting established with them, uh, you really start seeing a change. And because I, you know, you know, as well as I do, the first few years of your career, sponsors are going to be like, eh, I hope this guy makes it. I mean, they're taking yeah, a chance. No doubt Because we could easily bomb out in two years. You know, I mean, it can happen. Or you can just have one bad year. And it completely changed your whole career. Um, so I, I really think that there's, you know, Cook, Walters, you know, because we all got there about the, at the same time. It's like you'd start seeing us kind of get get more in a groove with things. Get your footing. You know, yeah. we understand how to talk on TV a little better. Um, you know, we just, we just start and feel like we're more established. Like, hey, I'm a professional fisherman. This is what I'm doing, you know. And I think that I think that's what you see out of us coming up now. Just, just that transformation from rookie, new face to veteran. Really, I mean, you're four years into it. You start taking on that veteran role, not necessarily like an old, uh, you know, crusty old man veteran like Gerald Swindle. He's 
old, you know, old <laughs> yeah. hobbled up ass, you know, not anybody like him, but, uh, yeah. you know, the, you know, the kind, you know, we all know the kind, not a, not a Gerald Swindle, you know, just, kind of person. just established, just established, an established person. On you, the you, you, you yeah. mentioned sponsors. Are you seeing that though? Are you feeling that in the fishing industry now? I mean, is that starting to get some, I don't want to say vindication. That's not really a good word, but you're right. In those first couple of years, everybody's like, I made the elites. I want sponsors and sponsors are like, okay, thanks for coming by. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard, man. I talked to a lot of people on here that say that, and I've experienced that myself just in the sponsor world fishing FL. It's, it's very tough is a hard, hard thing to do, but are you starting to notice that now? Uh, I, I am a little bit, uh, me, you know, I, several of my sponsors I've been with, you know, midway through the first year of my career and then, and they just they they keep staying around and and it's a lot of times if if you do your job for them when they ask for something you take care of them they're your boss yes you know you got several bosses and when they ask for something you do what they say whatever they need you you take care of what they need you know and they're going to take care of you in return and uh, i've tried to do that the best i can with mine and uh and i think it's really kind of mine has helped me this year I've got Aaron, he's traveling with me, um, and we've got the YouTube series started and doing that, and it's and it's really helped. I mean, obviously, he's getting top good-notch photos of me, and we're able to get videos out, and it's a lot easier to do a video when you got someone holding the camera for you. For sure. You know, to help you do stuff, and, and just my content, I've seen like it's a lot better instead mm-hmm. of Luke with the selfies every day. Um, so that's, that's, and I've actually enjoyed it. I never thought I would. Because uh, I've never been a really a social media person, you know, up till the last four or five years when you dang sure better be, you know, uh, and I've really enjoyed it. And we've had a lot of fun doing the YouTube stuff and it kind of, it goes back to where you find out that Luke's not this complete, straightforward all the time, non-joking, you know, get business done. You know, I do have that side that I'm having a good time and hanging out with my buddies and, you know, just enjoying life, joking, cutting up, you know, it's, that's part of it. You got to enjoy this anyway. Yeah, you do. And I, I think it's so important to share that with you if you don't mind, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And and you're that guy that can let loose and, and show that. I just think, think that that helps people, um, you know, bond with you through social media. They're like, oh, my God, Luke's just, man, this guy, he just won the Elite Series, but he's also just like me, and he's a hard worker, and he's got this. It, and I think showing that family side of your life is so important, man. I think, uh, you know, with the family business, all that is so great to share with the world. If, if, Hey, if you're okay with it. And I think that that's, that's kind of what I've done. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, I kind of crossed the threshold at some point where I was like, hell, I don't mind sharing, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly that we got going on around here. And I think oh, yeah. people, and I enjoy because, you know, it really started for me when my mom passed in 2019 and I, I, I just, hit record on one of my podcasts and I start talking about it and the overwhelming amount of comments, people are like, I lost my mom to cancer. I lost my dad. It helped me get through that really dark time in my life. And I I say that and dude, social media can for all the people that also get on posts and are like, I hate live scope. I hate people that use nets. (laughs) You know what? Like there were probably people that were like, Luke Palmer shouldn't be, Catching bass like that at Santee Cooper, it's bad for the bat. Well, whatever. People are just always bitching about something. Uh, but I but I think that uh, there's a lot of good things that come from social media. That's why I keep doing it, honestly. 
because uh, it overrides the negative. I mean, the positive seems to override the negative for sure. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that, man. And what what's your channel just right here since we got a lot of YouTubers watching it? It's uh, it's I've all my stuff, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Luke Palmer fishing. Okay. But the YouTube, it's actually living the bass life. Okay, and, living uh, the bass life. And then it's you can still pick it up under Luke Palmer fishing too. So okay, I've actually that's been really fun. I mean, it, it I've really enjoyed that. I didn't think I would, but Aaron, me and him are like best buddies, and it's it clicks with us. I mean, me and him can just go and joke, have a good time, and he's going to give me hell when I do good or when I do bad. It doesn't matter. But he keeps me positive, and and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's good to have that too, man. I had a guy travel with me the last year I fished the FLW tour, became a lifelong friend, and going through all the roller coaster ride that is a professional bass tournament with somebody like that that's watching from behind the lens, and they don't really have, I don't want to say anything invested, right, like we do. Hmm but they do get emotionally invested and it becomes a team. And so I know what you're saying. It's, it's fun, man. You go through all the ride together and uh, it really does make for, cause I didn't know what to think about whenever I first kind of kicked around doing it. And uh, Austin Boyd, shout out to him if he's, if he's listening this week, but uh, rode with me. Hell, he turned 21 while he was with me. I got to buy him his first legal beard. Like we had a lot of like life <laughs> moments happen, you know, that year on the road. And it was, uh, it was awesome, man. So I'm glad you're doing that. And uh, y'all be sure to go, go follow living the bass life and, and Luke Palmer fishing on everything. If you're not, cause it's his social content. I love it just because you're, like I said, the first you're real man. And I, I love that. All right. One, one quick thing before I let you get, uh, back to Clint Davis brisket and, and hearing him tell <laughs> stories of all the giants he's called on the Coosa river. Um, be sure to tell Clint Davis. I was talking, man, Luke Doug was talking so bad about you on low budget. Life. <laughs> I love Clint Davis. Oh yeah, He's one of my favorite oh, yeah. people, man. Uh, he's so damn funny. So funny. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're an Okie boy. I got to ask this just because I opened the show talking about music. Are you a turnpike troubadours guy? You know, I, I am. I, I'm. People get in my truck and they are so blown away by the music I listen to. Because my playlist is allowed to go from Red Dirt Country to rap to Christian music to just everything. Across the board, huh? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I do like music. I like it in the background. You know, I do like Red Dirt. I, I sit there and listen to it quite a bit. Uh, but, you know, I still got to I still gotta break out the rap every now and then to get me pumped up. Me too. Me too. What what rap are you on right now? I gotta ask you that then. What's your what's what's your you know, what's the Luke Palmer jam? I'm still jam? back in my high school days. With okay. Some, the late 2000s. Same. You know, or well, late 2000s. Shoot, I guess uh, now. Jeez, man, talk about time. Mid 2000s. Okay, go back to 07 to I was gonna say mid 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I, I don't think I couldn't tell you half the words to half of it, but I just, I like the beat of it and kind of gets me going. And I got to hear what's the number one it. though. What's your go-to if you're getting in there and you got the iPhone, you got it plugged in and you're headed to the ramp to win a hundred grand on Santee. What's the jam? I got to know this. This is, I'm interested now. I'm, I'm invested. Well, it, it, this is, this is, this will, uh, well, mine is rap strength training on Pandora. That's what the music I listen to. Okay. I, I like it's it. It's a station. But, yeah, that's my Pandora. And then, but Aaron, like it came on that morning, we we're going to the ramp. When I came out to the classic, I came out to Mo Bamba. Yeah. I mean, that's, everybody's like, what the hell is he listening to? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, you know, it was just kind of more of a 
funny thing going on in anything because I've always liked the beat of that song. Yeah. But it, it was funny. So it was, that's that's probably one of the ones we listen to quite a bit. I love it, man. Luke Palmer. That's <laughs> you're sneaky, consistent. You're sneaky on your music choices. I love it, dude. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have pegged you for a rap guy, but hey, I think there's something about growing up as a redneck, and I, I think you you represent that like I do. We're country <laughs> guys. We're rednecks. You're, you're out and hunting and fishing and, and working with cows and all that. And, dude, there's something about being country. You're going to listen to a little red dirt music. You're going to listen to some rock, and you're going to listen to some rap. We used to have those mixed mixed CDs, you know, burn CDs, and you never knew every, <laughs> what every other song was going to be, son. <laughs> it's a guarantee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, every anything and everything. You didn't know what you were gonna hit whenever yeah. you cut and put a CD in. It could be anything from freaking Dr. Dre to damn cross Canadian ragweed in my truck. You never, <laughs> you, you never knew, buddy. For sure. But you were gonna, you all of us were gonna enjoy it. All my buddies were the exact same bipolar freaking music addiction, <laughs> you know, like I had. But Luke Palmer, I appreciate oh, yeah. you, man, taking the time to do this. I know it's been a busy, busy week, but uh, go in another one of them damn things on Lay Lake and bring it back to Clint Davis's house make him cook for that i would uh i would uh i would love to grab another one this year that kind of that would i don't know you finally get to that point where you start you know i said on stage where you start second guessing yourself if you can if you can win one of these things and to finally get it done i hope it it gives me that okay hey i know what it feels like i want to get me one now now you know that you can possibly do it why not get another one just chase i definitely enjoyed this one i'm definitely i'm not i'm not going away from it yet I, well, you keep soaking it in, keep enjoying it, but you got a little bit of work to do again this week, so get back after it. Right, we're going to get at it, no doubt. All right, Luke Palmer, everybody. I appreciate you, man. Good luck this week. All right, thanks, you, Luke. Thanks, thanks man. Luke Palmer right there. I I like that dude. That was uh, that was a fun conversation. I hope you all enjoyed that. Got the sauce presented by the W Sauce right there, Luke Palmer. And uh, a little redneck, little rap, I like that. I like that. This is basically my my playlist all the time. I find it fascinating, and so many of y'all lowlifers, I know you listen week in and week out, and I get to talk to so many of these guys that win tournaments and are dominant and different things. And Dustin Connell said the exact same thing that Luke said right there. Once you get a bite, once you get a taste of winning, it does something to you. And if you've ever won any kind of tournament, you know that once you realize, oh, hell, I can do this, changes everything. So this will not be the last blue trophy we see from Luke Palmer. That is 1,000% for sure. All right, boys and girls, low lifers of all ages, I'm going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues on the back end here today. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. And I'm going to see y'all next week for some more Low Budget Live. Hope you have a good week. See you. Super low, I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place.
Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.